Hi, I'm Ali, Salon Director at the Head Gardener Hair Salon in Inverness, and I'm delighted to be sponsoring this brilliant new podcast called Lump. It's honest, raw, challenging, funny, and very, very sweary. But let's face it, cancer is a bit bloody sweary. One last thing, make sure you rate, like, and share Lump wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks a million. And over to Penny. Cancer versus COVID. It's Tuesday the 24th of March, two weeks after my surgery, and we're due to move house on Friday. We have nothing packed, and the removal firm have just called to cancel on us, because last night Scotland went into lockdown and COVID-19 has moved from background noise to centre stage. But for me, I feel like I'm watching the coronavirus story unfold at one remove. It's just one more layer of surreal which wraps itself around my already surreal-feeling life. I keep having moments when I drift off, only to suddenly snap too, and the memory of my diagnosis and everything which has subsequently happened comes flooding back into my consciousness and I'm breathless with the shock of it all. Each time, it feels like waking up to realise the nightmare is real. I still don't recognise myself in the role of cancer victim, but now I have to add Covid dodger and move under lockdown to that mantle. The seroma, a cushion of fluid which drains from my wounds and puddles in my lower back, is pushing against my spine, and it's impossible to get comfortable. I call the breast clinic for advice and am told to hold on as long as possible as they don't want me in the hospital if it can be avoided. I hold on another 24 hours, but in between panicky conversations with our buyers and solicitor, I call and beg to be seen and drained. 300 mils is drained off and the relief is instant. I can walk normally again, out of the clinic and into the chaos of how on earth we're going to find boxes and pack the entire house in the next 48 hours. Jenny, from over the road, takes the form of an angel, not only ferrying me to the hospital, but bringing freshly baked cakes and a willingness to pack, while I lie miserably unable to contribute. Whenever I'm left alone, I lurch into a frenzy of action, knowing I'll be barked at to behave and rest every time David or Jenny reappears. My surgeon calls, our post-op appointment having been rearranged to the phone rather than face-to-face. The post-op pathology results are in. Three tumours found, as expected, but all of them smaller than predicted. You don't sound happy, he says. This is a really good result. This is good news. I am happy, I tell him. I'm just a bit overwhelmed by events. I feel I've disappointed by not being capable of the right response. But my emotions are so raw, I'm not sure I trust myself to respond to anything just now. With a heady, stress-laden mix of rule-breaking, socially distant packing, sort of, and the remarkable compassion and relaxed attitude of Andrew, owner of the house we're trying to buy, all combined with David's utter determination for us not to be derailed, we somehow move. By Thursday evening, we're camped out in our soon-to-be-if-we-jump-through-enough-legal-hoops new home. 
and my bruised and broken body has found a place to recover. Meanwhile, the Covid noose tightens all around, and I'm astonished that we managed to move, possibly one of the last house moves in Scotland. Under Covid lockdown, I increasingly find the stories of other cancer, sufferers, victims, warriors, I've no idea what I am anymore, excruciating to listen to. I can't cope with the idea that some people, further back in their own cancer journey than me, will have had the pause button pressed on their treatment. The thought makes me bend double in empathetic misery. I simply can't imagine how I would have coped if I'd been one of them. I almost feel guilty for my good fortune, for how lucky we've been with my cancer. One evening, I find myself curled up with B on the sofa, and there's a plea from a cancer charity done through the story of a cancer victim, and it completely undoes me. I weep, clutching her to me while I stab blindly at my phone to donate. I seem continually caught up by what might have been and find trouble pressing the reset button. You don't have cancer anymore, I tell myself, but it doesn't stick. While everyone around me seems to be capable of celebrating my becoming cancer-free, my brain is stuck on repeat, and instead of whooping with delight, shouting, cancer-free, get me! All I can think is, holy fuck, I've had cancer, me, I've had cancer, how did that happen? And once again, Covid recedes into the background, as I become more and more self-absorbed and obsessed with my personal battle. Cancer, you are still a total cunt, I mutter darkly as I limp on, licking my post-op wounds. Hi, this is Lindsay from The Head Gardener, and if you're enjoying Lump Podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts and share it with everyone you know, because let's face it, cancer affects everyone around us in one way or another. We hope you enjoy listening to Lump as much as we all do, so next time you're in the salon, tell us how much you're loving Lump Podcasts and we'll give you a free gift. Coming up in the next episode... As I was waiting to go into the operating theatre, if I'd stood and cast ahead to what life might look and feel like a month down the line, what might I have seen, I wonder? All I wanted at that point was to be alive and free of cancer. To want more would have seemed excessive. Lump is written and presented by Penny Stewart and produced by Adventurous Audio. Adventurous Audio